There we go. Rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. You know, this clicker was working five minutes ago when I was controlling it all. It's working. There we go. There it is. But the enemy does not like us. I'm positive of this fact because I can... Yeah, no, it's no fresh revelation. I guarantee. We were just talking about this this week. I test this stuff through the week. I make sure it works. I don't just get up here to look a fool all the time. <laughs> and it is amazing how many times it just does not operate in that moment that we want it to. So, Lord, in Jesus' name, I just declare to technology this morning to work and obey me because God has given us authority over all things on this earth in Jesus' name. Meditate with your heart on your bed and be still. That's what we're doing this morning, just hanging out in God's presence, just being with him in there. I want to I talk to something else. We were talking about um, a few weeks ago, I was just sharing how God had been speaking to us about just resting in his presence and being revitalized and rejuvenated in his presence. Within that, the words were coming through, be still and know that I am God. Even one of the words that was spoken over our church was Zion, a place of refuge and a place of restoration and protection. And so out of response to that, we've started soaking in the morning and and I just had a great time just sitting in God's presence. And I encourage you to set your alarm half an hour early and get to church a bit earlier on a Sunday and just experience that, just being in his presence. I was just blown away about what God was speaking to me this morning. But one of the other things I want want to invite you to join with us in is actually this concept of, I didn't know what to call it, morning manna or, or first fruits, because it's a bit of both, really. And so I've stuck with morning manna because I found this picture and it sort of suited what I was talking about. Let's go a couple of verses. and In Jesus' name. So I can highlight, but I can't click. Okay, that's fascinating. There, let's go to there. No. Hey, Caleb, help me out, man. Next slide. Those who seek me early shall find me, Proverbs 8 says. Next one. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Who knows William Wilberforce? Yeah, amazing grace. You know him personally. You are old. Far out. <laughs> anyway, we know of William Wilberforce, wrote Amazing Grace, saw the, the freedom from slavery in, in the British Empire. One of the things he said when he was pushing through, some, trying to get some things through, through Parliament and through government and getting knocked back, he was one of these politicians who just kept on everything he tried to do, he just kept failing at all the time. And so one of the things that he said following a failure, he said, I must secure more time for private devotions. God allowed me to stumble so that I would seek him more. And we saw the result of that. You know, one of the things we can guarantee in our world and in our lives is our effectiveness is going to be directly correlated to how much we press into, press into Jesus. Our effectiveness for the kingdom of God is directly correlated to how much we, we just seek his kingdom and seek first. Jesus said that, didn't it? Seek first my kingdom. His example was he got up early in the morning. Many times in Scripture it says that. He got up before dawn. 
There's one instance that he got up before sunrise, went out, and then the apostles came looking for him and going, everybody's trying to find you, Jesus. Where have you been? You naughty, naughty leader. How come you haven't been hanging out with the church folk and you've been off praying? And Jesus, Jesus turned around and said to them, it's like, I've, I've come for more than these. See, what he was saying at that point is he set his priority first. Our priority number one is hanging out with God. Number one thing we do in this place, celebrate. Celebrate. I think Rex did a fantastic job with these words, by the way. He did all right, didn't he? And, uh, and um, our, our thing is celebrate. We're going to celebrate God and, and press into his, his presence within that. Now, it's one of those things of when we, when we do it first in the morning, it's something I, I just want to encourage you first up in the morning, let's spend time with God. Because I've found a couple of things in life with that is, I don't know about you, but sometimes I, I set my mind to do things. So probably since, when did we... Head away for things. Last two months, three months actually, I've had in mind that every night I'm, I'm going to do some sort of exercise before I go to bed. I'm going to do some push-ups and sit-ups and, and try and overcome some of the nice food that everyone seems to get me. Thank you very much. And, and within that, and, and girl, how many times have, have you seen me do that? <laughs> and, and, and she's seen me do it every time. I don't know like you, but if you set your mind to do something and you think, well, before I go to bed tonight, I'm going to do this. If you're anything like me, everything else gets in the way and that gets pushed off the chart and then we don't get to it. But if I set my mind to do something first up and I'm, I make the decision, I'm going to do this first today, well, it's going to get done. The other thing with that is if we spend time with God in the morning, filling ourselves with him, he said, my word is bread to you. My word is your filling. If we don't fill ourselves with God, we are going to be spiritually hungry for something. And we're going to go around looking for something. We have breakfast in the morning, don't we? We're breaking our fast from hanging out with Jesus. We've been fasting from that by sleeping. Oh, maybe God's been talking to you on your dreams, and that's fantastic. Um, pray that you don't need someone like Daniel coming in to interpret them, or, or, um, or Joseph in that time, but just hanging out, we, we need to break that fast as well because I've I found that if I don't spend time with God in the morning, all of a sudden my spirit and my soul is hungry for something. And then we'll go and fill it. And we'll go find that and, and it, it, all sorts of things, in people, in experiences, in other things that we can do on our phones or online or, or other, other situations that we feel, TV, games, just... I just greed, find it, all these things that we fill our soul with. Bitterness. Us, Steve was talking about joy the other week. We don't fill ourselves in the morning. It's, we don't carry joy around too well, do we? We get our cranky pants on. You get up on the wrong side of the bed, yeah, and it's pushed against the wall, so it hurt. Um, it's just... Like, if we don't fill that up, we're going to seek that in other areas. And by the time then when we do spend time with God, then we've got to try and empty ourselves first, actually fill ourselves back up again and feed and, and feast on him on that. We can go days without talking to God unless we actually set it aside. And that's why I just encourage us in this time, let's do it in the morning. Let's do some in the morning. 
Psalm 143, verse 8. If you get that one up, Caleb. Cause me to hear your loving kindness when? In the morning. For in you I trust. Cause me to know the way in which I should walk. For I lift my soul up to you. There's a promise in this. That word cause in there means he's asking. He's asking let. But at the same time, there is that flow back. It's actually that both directional word within there. It is that desire from God, but it's actually a God answering in that. So when we're in the morning, we hear the loving kindness of God, but then I love the promise that comes. Cause me to walk in the way in which I should walk, or let me know the path that you have for me. Let me know where to go. Let me know what to do. I don't know about you. Sometimes I struggle with knowing what's coming next, with where to put that step. Like God says that I will order the footsteps I will order your footsteps. I'll show you the next thing to do and the next step and the next step. God doesn't signpost the end most of the time. He just shows us one step at a time. Praise God, because if we saw it all, freaked out and we turned around and run the other way like Jonah. But he shows us the next step. And here's a promise that he'll do that in the morning. Actually, as we were praying this morning, I just really felt um, God saying that over some people, that you've been looking for the next step. And this morning as we've been worshipping, um, God just wanted to reveal that. And he's been revealing that. Let's just take a moment on that. Who's needing an answer on the next step? Um, Do what to go at the moment. Amen, amen. Amen, great, great. I just want to, will you just be bold enough to stand at the moment and just, let's just believe in God. I don't know what's going on. It's just the whole thing. I need the next step all the time. So would you just stand so we can pray for you? That's you. Awesome. Look at that. More people than what put their hands up. As always. Come on, the rest of us, let's just reach out and start praying. Like You carry the kingdom of God inside you, and let's just pray for those around us. Because this morning, I just believe that God wants us to know the way in which we should walk, the step on that path. Father, we are so grateful, Lord. Come on, just open mouths. When we pray, let's pray boldly and and, and pray with words of vigor and, and faith. Lord, we just thank you that your desire for us this morning is to know the steps in which we should walk, know the path where we should go. And Lord, we just need you. Lord, we need wisdom. You've declared in your word, if we lack wisdom, ask for it. And so we ask for wisdom of what to do next. Lord, we just ask that you would reveal by your presence and your spirit, by discernment, by words of knowledge, by words of wisdom, and by your spirit inside us, Lord, where we should go, what we should do. Lord, reveal what you've got for us, we ask. Lord, we just receive heaven's answers, and we just release heaven's answers into these situations. Lord, Holy Spirit, we just ask your peace. Holy Spirit, come. Speak to us, your children, we are. Cause me to hear your loving kindness this morning, Lord. For in you we trust. Cause us to know the way in which we should walk. We lift up our souls to you, Lord. Amen. 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 Let me encourage you. If you had a word for someone that you were praying for, make sure you share that with them. It's all right to get your phone out and jot that down or your notepad out and jot that down now and so that they've got that written down and got that ready there. Amen. How are we doing? How are we doing?
So that was all the introduction anyway. So um, let's get to Proverbs. Philippians. We've been talking about Philippians. Now I'm going to start preaching. That's all right. I've been talking about this book for a while and I, I just want to keep going and just get stuck on one word of it this morning. But let's just read this. For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. For if I go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I don't know. I'm torn between the two and I desire to depart to be with Christ, which is by far better. But it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. And convinced of this, I know I'll remain. And I'll continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being with you again, your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound on account of me. Man, your boasting in Jesus. We spoke the other week, um, probably almost a month ago now, about to live as Christ, to die as gain, and, and that desire, that split desire to be with Jesus, but also be effective, and, and people following how you respond to life's situations and how you respond to the hard times in life, um, having an application in your life. But I just want to pick up that word this morning in there. Your boasting in Christ Jesus will abound. The result of Paul's life was to encourage others so that their boasting would abound in Jesus. Now, uh, Josiah's been playing soccer through this year, and so we've moved into that phase as parents where it's just lovely to get up on a Saturday morning you know, I, I was reflecting recently on Saturday mornings before kids, after years, we'd be tired, so 11 o'clock we might get up. Actually, I was hanging out with the guys out of Big Riggin yesterday and some of them, they would say, oh, it was nice to get up at 11 this morning and have breakfast. It's hard to keep your Christian demeanor when you hear that. <laughs> <laughs> We've experienced that lovely thing of getting up in the morning and heading off to soccer games. Anyway, the other week we're there and, and playing soccer and so they've got two subs on their team and, and coming off and... And there's six-year-olds playing soccer. And there's six-year-olds playing soccer. And if you watch them, they, they sort of go like this. Then they came up against this team the other week. Instead of going like this, they were structured. They were each keeping to their corridors. And it was impressive, these six-year-olds running this formation. Anyway, as you can expect, the scoreline reflected the difference in styles between the teams. Uh, I think it was 10-1 uh, by the end of it. Actually, if we had stopped after the first goal, we would have won 1-0. <laughs> but I just saw I came off at one point and it was half time he's sitting there it's like you know what when Asani and me are on the field no one else scores goals we would have stopped all those goals coming in he's learnt to boast really well and um, it's you sort of try and quash that and they get a little bit embarrassed as a parent of say that and uh, one of the other parents sort of quashed it because her son does the same thing and, and that was really good and it's almost like you've got to say to him sometimes mate you're not actually that level yet Still need some practice. But we've got this thing, and there's something inside me. I heard that. I'm like, no, we don't talk like that. We don't. I mean, as Aussies, we, we really hate that sort of talking. It's not what we do. I mean, one of our favorite sports people in Australia is Anthony Mundine. The man. We, we love how he talks about it. Yeah, there you go. You, you feel the same way I do <laughs> on that one. It's, it's not what we do, and we don't need to talk. But... Talking about others, I mean, as Aussies, we talk, it's, it's great. Yeah, this guy's a top bloke. He just, he's just so good. He's, he's great. And it's, it's nice when you talk about someone else, but boasting about yourself, and yet that seems to be how we, we go and what our culture's going into. I mean, we find it hard to write resumes as Aussies, don't we? You write your resume and you've got to talk about yourself and all the good things, and um, that's just not in our culture. You just, 
no, I'm okay at that. I guess I've done something like that before. It's, it's all right. But this isn't our boasting. This isn't our boasting. This, this stuff I've even found in churches where we, we come and people talk, you know, I prayed for this. I prayed for that and it happened. You know, I, I, it's just like, I mean, how would you react to me if I got down? Mate, I preached a good message today. Wasn't that a fantastic? Man, you have a fantastic preacher here this morning. Aren't I great? Yeah, just like, bleh, it makes you sick in there. And yet, we, we, even in church sometimes, we, we come across that. We get that. And, and we get testimonies that come and, and people boasting about themselves. And yet here's Paul. He's saying the thing you should boast about is Jesus. The thing you should boast, and actually Galatians, he says that um, over more in, in Galatians 11. See the large letters are you. So he's saying this is me writing, and this is what I want you to know right now. Next slide, Caleb. May I never boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, through which the world has been crucified to me. May I never boast about anything but Jesus. And this is Paul. I mean, the guy could boast. He planted churches all over Asia, countless mission trips. He was a Pharisee of Pharisees and circumcised at day eight and a pure blood citizen of Israel, tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees. Here's a guy who if anything could boast, could. But he said, no, there is not in that. Boasting in Christ. It's this thing we call testimony. Testimony. And I mean, most of us, when we hear testimony, we think straight up the story of how we came to Jesus. The story of how we made a decision for Christ. And yet, there's so much more to that. So much more in that. And again, I just want to share a couple of things on that and maybe just play one or two this morning, just within that. Revelation 19.10. There's this powerful verse in there. And come down just to the end of that. The last line of it, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. There is actually a spiritual power and connection in testimony that brings something else. So I've shared a story before about being on a camp and seeing someone's back healed and walking in and just intuitively just sharing that story. And all of a sudden we had about, I think it was 20% of the camp had bad backs after that back was healed. And they all got healed on top of that. There's a story about a lady called Helen, and, and she'd been in an accident and had half her calf ripped off. Anyway, she was at a meeting and, and got prayer, and, that, and went home and was pain-free. She'd, she'd had the rods and, the, and everything taken out of the leg, but was still in a lot of pain and it didn't function well. So she received prayer and went home and was pain-free. The next morning she woke up, and her husband looked down at her leg and went, that hasn't been there all of a sudden the muscle had grown back. So this was at a series of meetings. The next morning she gets up and, and shares what God had done the day before. All of a sudden she comes down from sharing and this lady runs up the aisle. If God can do that for her, he can do it for me. And, and so the guy leading the meeting called Helen back and go, hey, pray for her. And, and they, they prayed for her because she'd had, um, I think half her calf had atrophy in it and wasn't working properly, prayed for her and she got healed. All of a sudden, two more ladies in the meeting were missing muscles on their calves and were instantly healed that morning. But see, God did something in someone overnight so that three people could instantaneously receive something. Now, there is something that changes when we talk about God's work. There is a change in the spiritual atmosphere when we share 
the testimony on things, when we actually talk about who God is and what he's doing and what he's up to, it actually positions and changes things. I, I don't know, I remember as a kid hearing all the stories, the, the great testimonies about how oh, this guy was a bikey and on drugs and had murdered this many people and got fence palings off and beat them up over the head and uh, run down and run with this crew and everything like that. And you remember, sit there as a teenager and go, whoa, I need to do some stuff to get a cool testimony. And yeah, but I can't because mum won't let me. <laughs> and that's just not fair. And, and we get in this, I don't know if you would say, I definitely had those things as a teenager going, I want to go do some stuff and live life so I can get a, a great testimony. But that, we sort of sold testimony short in that because testimony is the spirit of prophecy. It's not just a nice story about how you came to Jesus. See, one of the things Jesus told the disciples to, and we know this well, like after his time on earth, he told them to wait. He told them to wait. Why? So that they could become witnesses. Now, a little bit of Greek in there. That word um, witness is matis, matio, matio. And it comes from the Greek word matis, which means testimony. So he told them to become ones who have a testimony. The word witness literally means ones who bear a testimony. Now, the fascinating thing about that, they'd been hanging out with Jesus for three years. They'd run around with him. Some of them, they'd seen the miracles. They'd, some of them had been part of the miracles. He actually sent them out into villages, and they were part of the miracles, laying on hands. Even the demons are subject to us, Jesus. Whoa, they listened to us. This is amazing. And yet Jesus said, not until the Spirit of God has come inside you, only then you actually have a testimony. Before that, you've seen some great stuff, but you don't have the source power for the testimony to come into you. At that point, even though they'd seen it, Jesus himself, he didn't operate in ministry until he'd received the power of the Holy Spirit, until he had the testimony from God, go down into the water, come up, Spirit of God come into him, bang, his ministry starts at that point. You know, testimony all through the Bible is how God meets with his people. The Israelites, um, we can learn a lot from them, learn a whole bunch from them. So they're walking around in the desert, and God gives them these eight-chapter instructions, technical plans, engineered design diagrams to build this tent and this altar and this bowl and all these utensils and this little box that goes in the middle called the Ark of the Testimony. Now, this story all fascinates me within that because Moses goes up a hill, talks to God, hangs out there for a while, and then God gets his finger and writes on some, these two little tablets. Moses takes them down the hill, drops them, because he gets grumpy, goes back up the hill and gets given them a second set, goes back down the hill. And then in those, in those tablets, get put in this box and never seen again. And also in that box is a staff that Aaron carried around that had come to life and budded to show that he was the leadership and bits of the manna that they'd been feeding off. Into this box, never seen again. Now, those two tablets were like the basis of the entire Jewish religion. That was, that was the cause point, and yet God decided that they should be in this box. That's never seen it. Now, God in his grace actually gave Moses five books, the Torah, just to, to write down and to teach out of. Now, that's smaller than our Bible. Now, somebody, who's got a Bible here? Let me just see, an analog one. There we go. 
Paul's is decent size there. Look, look at this thing. That's decent size. That's 66 books there. So if we cut that down, chop that in, let's just say tenths for easiest. That's like pocket size just to put those five books in our pocket and carry around. That's pretty easy to do. I, I can carry that around. And yet God decided that for the Israelites, instead of just carrying that around, they're to carry this tent, these big ladles, this bowl. They've got to have four priests, eight priests, I think it was, 16, carrying the ark at all times on these big poles. And wherever they went, they needed to carry this, thank you, Paul, carry these things around. Instead of just carrying a few pieces of paper, I'm sure they would have had some papyrus or scrolls that they could have carried that around at the time. Instead of carrying that around, they had to carry all these things around. Why? So that whenever they stopped, they could put this ark down and one man could go into that ark and sit on top of it and there meet and encounter God in the fullness of his presence and in the fullness of his glory. See, Israel did the same thing that most of us do. God came down on the top of Sinai and hung out with Moses and there met with him and the rest of the Israelites said, no, we're not coming near. We don't want to come near. Instead, you tell us what to do. We don't want the presence of God. We want a set of rules to follow. We don't want to be a people of the presence of God. We want to be a people of law. It's funny how, how much of the 21st century church still say that. We don't want to be a people of the presence of God. We just want a set of rules to follow. Would you give me some rules, please, Pastor? Would you give me a list of what you want us to do? Would you please give me some things I can tick off so I know I've done my Christian duty and then I can just get around and do whatever else I want, please? And just hang out. That was their desire. And yet God said, no, that's not what we're doing. We're going to, I'm going to meet with you on top of the testimony. You know the word testimony in, in Hebrew? actually means to say it again and do it again. To say it again and do it again. Two things. It involves us speaking and declaring who God is and what he's done. And I love the second part of it because it actually means it's repeated. This is why we need to declare, boast in Jesus to boast about what Jesus is doing, to talk about it and share it with anyone who will listen. Why? Because God wants to do exactly the same in someone else's life. And that creates a platform. Notice where, where they actually met God in the temple. It was on top of the testimony. The basis for it, that we come on top of that. And so we had a couple of videos that we played at, at Jules Conference and the ladies of seen them. I just want to share quickly just a couple of points, um, just practical points about testimony. I just want us to watch some things and just let these soak in our lives and and impact our lives. So giving testimony with honor, just a couple of practical things now within that. Oh, cool. It is big. Be accurate. Be accurate. So what that means is... um, so we're here this morning and, and we made an altar call and, and 10 people responded to the altar call. So instead of saying 10 people made a decision for Jesus this morning, what we say is 10 people responded to a call. Or 
um, if someone, say someone's got a back issue and there's pins and, and rods and everything in there and, and there's a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge that comes out and say there's a back issue, they get prayed for and, and the pain ends. Well, what we do is we don't declare that the, they've been totally healed. We say that they, were, they responded to a word of knowledge and the pain ceased. There is no missing God in that. Let's, let's just give the accurate. Let's let him take the glory in it by being accurate. Um, there's nothing, nothing wrong with actually talking point two, nothing wrong with actually declaring about what medical treatment they've sought. This person has a bad back and they've gone to doctors and they've gone to physio and they've gone to chiropractors and it was still in pain and they came and they responded to a word of knowledge and they received prayer and afterwards they said that they were pain-free within that. Be certificate with the details without filling in the blanks. We just spoke really about that. Um, within there. Let's not make assumptions. Let's, let's talk about the exact what God happened. Next slide, please. Permission. Permission's an important thing. We need people's permission. Um, one of the things we have, obviously, as a church is we've got privacy policies, and that, that's as a church corporate, but just honouring people in general. We need to do that for others. If we don't have permission for the story, like if you tell me a good story about God's goodness, if most of you who've done that have heard me, can I have your story? Because I want that story because I know God will meet people in that story. And so as a bunch of people, I, I always ask if I can have that because I just want more and more stories of the faithfulness of God. I know Darren actually printed it out then after I spoke with him about it and he sent me through the whole, whole story there. And I'm like, yes, there's another one for my tool belt within that. Um, Written or film permission or photograph if you intend to post it on, on social networks or anything. If you're putting it online, you need that written down and, and things like that. And so that's why we've got permission with the videos we've made for people. We've got written permission for those things on there in the form of text messages. And that, that's easy. That's just there. So I know Sue's um, messaged those who'd made videos for us. And you've responded and said, yeah, we can use that. And so that's all that. Okay, next slide, please. Um, don't mention business where it took place. We don't need that to think, oh, I was down hanging out at McDonald's and, and this happened. We don't need to know that. And, and often the businesses don't want to be associated with that. And so rather than create issues for ourselves, let's create things. If um, the person can be, like, if you're praying for someone who's famous or, or praying for someone who's a celebrity or, or go around and, and, and think, I'm just, I'm looking at Steve at the moment. If we go around and say, oh, I was hanging out with Councillor Steve Swenson and um, God did this in his life and declared that, that's going to affect his job. If that happens in you, that's great. And that, that's there. Unless he specifically says, yeah, please go and use this. Don't do that. Anyone in government or parliament, if you hang out with, with Mr. Turnbull and he makes a conscious decision for Jesus and gets radically transformed by the presence of God, have that story in your heart. And hallelujah, yeah. <laughs> um, praise God. But it, it, it's one of those things that doesn't benefit from sharing. Actually causes more harm in those situations. Um, next one. Honor. This is what we're talking about before and where I started today. Jesus gets the glory, not us. I, I just love this in ministry. He gets all the glory with it. But it's also really cool because I find when he gets all the glory, it takes the pressure off us. Because he, he shares everything in that. He shares the disappointment then if things if we don't see things. He gets all the glory. But it just takes the pressure off because it's all him. 
share it as if they were in the room. That seems simple. Talk about people as if they are standing next to you. I think we should do that in general, <laughs> in life. That's a really good principle. If their eyes were watching, if they were filming you right now and watching this back, would they be happy with how you're talking? And um, if we go and doing mission work, I mean, we, we go to India and people come and they share about places. Do you know what I love when people share about the mission trips they do? We don't sort of sit there and hear, oh, they were a dark people, oh, I was a dark place, they were just so sad, they were, it was a bad place, it was terrible. That's no, not doing any honour in that thing. They were just the people who needed Jesus, and we brought Jesus. And so you honour the location that you're going to. Is there another one there, Caleb, or was that it? Oh, there, there we go. Um, we've done that one. Follow the Holy Spirit's wisdom. Ask him. Follow him when he wants you to share stories. Next one. No, that's it. Oh, there we go. We're going to do a couple of videos.
and we'll um, put the others on after the service if you want to watch them as well. There's a couple more in there, but let's just stand this morning. And maybe God's doing something inside from those words, and if he is, then I encourage you to respond to that and let someone pray with you and declare that over you. Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord, for all the great things that you have done in us and through us and about us. Lord, and the, oh, Lord, let us be bold in boasting about you. Lord, we want to be bold in boasting about you. So Lord, we just ask for that you just stir us and just inspire and, and light a fire under us to share your stories of your goodness and your faithfulness. Lord, we just want to hear it. And we just thank you for that this morning. We just thank you for what you've done in us and what you're keeping on doing through us. In Jesus' name. And just the worship team come this morning. If there is something God's done in response to a testimony or a word that's this morning, why don't you make your way to the front as we're worshiping and let's just pray into that and believe for that. If you're here this morning and you haven't received the fullness of the Holy Spirit in your life, um, let us pray for that, that you would be a, a testimony bearer of the kingdom of God. Let's just spend a moment just worshipping God and letting his presence just soak in. Just spending time with God each day. A couple of word things that I'm going to be doing in the Bible app or Bible.com is there's one called Rooted. Uh, rooted in God's Word, 21 days. This was one, if you just want a small dose, a single scripture to soak on and rest in, this is one for that. And so I encourage you, I'm going to be reading that, so why don't you join with me in that if you want a small one. If you want to read a larger chunk, also going to be doing um, a journey through the New Testament. Um, New Testament epistles and acts. I'll put these up on the church Facebook page this afternoon so you can get links to them in there if you want to join us and, and be reading together. And that way, if you've got, hey, God's stirring this, I'll know exactly where you're up to and, and what's going on. And so that's just a way for us to join together and encourage each other in that. And, and I love having it on my app anyway because that way I just roll over, pick up my phone, and it's there. Nice and simple. Anyway, God bless. Have an awesome week. Join us for a coffee. If you still need prayer, the altar's open. Um, amen.